Hi, everyone. On an extra special, the absolute end of season one episode of Tabletop Escapades. What this is, is we're just sitting down and we're talking. We're talking about uh, Tabletop Escapades. We're talking about the characters. We're talking about the story. We're talking about how we felt about stuff and uh, maybe what what we're kind of thinking for the future. Um, so it's going to be a little loosey-goosey. We'll kind of go through things one by one. Um, but it's just kind of a, a big old wrap-up is what it is before we start getting into Season 2, which will happen sometime in January, which I'm very excited for and I hope you guys are excited for as well. Um, and so leading off this conversation, uh, by the way, we should just, you know, just for making it super official, we got Bradley Ellis here. Hi. Good old Nicator. Hello. The Thief. Super official. Super official. Uh, we got Kyle Bossman scratching his pits. Nice. Uh, appropriate <laughs> for both fame and Yogala. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yogala was a wizard. Fame was a fighter. Fighter! And then we got Huber down there. Was Whoa. once a monk named Law and then became a cleric named Pomper. Yes. Also, uh, main character. <laughs> yep. Main character. We have... Uh, hashtag main character. Hashtag main character. We have Ian Hink there at the end. Uh, did not die. Did not die. Did not die. Indicator didn't die either. Uh, Therese the so Warlock. Cool. Yeah. Very powerful. Eldritch Blast. Got that Eldritch staff. Eldritch Blast. Uh, <laughs> That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Uh, I wanted to... I don't know how much you guys remember this. I don't know how much I remember this, but uh, to go back all the way to the beginning of the venture, you guys started in a caravan, basically, uh, going into the woods, and uh, you were attacked. That was the first sighting of the Nightingales. Um, Lars had grain. Yep. I guess before that, you know, the the first episode, we, we kind of talked about the general setup of the world, the conflict between the red and the green dragons, the sea of flames and all of that. Uh, you met Lars. Lars was somebody who, like, it's interesting how sometimes there were characters that I didn't think were going to be that important initially, and then I'm like, oh, wait, no, let's make them important. Lars was definitely one of those characters. Um, but how did you guys feel uh, going into that? For, for three of you... You uh, had done a lot of tabletop with tabletop adventures, mm-hmm. and so what was kind of your your mindset going into it for Kyle and and Huber and, and I Ian? I remember being mad that the first enemies were so hard. Mm. <laughs> they had a lot of HP, and like I was just doing magic missile, mm-hmm. my first ever wizard attack. I, I love that because I feel like uh, in tabletop escapades, the enemies were like strong. This is escapades. Adventures, tabletop adventures. I yeah. felt like the uh, you made the enemies like kind of strong, but we never really worked together that often. It was nice sure. for you to. I liked sure, sure. Yeah, I liked you setting the tone mm-hmm. straight out of the gate with yeah. some hard enemies to kind of get everyone. It felt more well, like real D anD. d Yeah, it, it was really important to me because the nightingales I knew were going to be something that you guys were going to be fighting from beginning to end, which which pretty much remained true. And so I wanted them to be hard. Yeah, maybe I made them too hard, but I didn't uh, think they were that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? Kyle? Didn't you, would like, you burn yourself alive on a tree or something? The tree. The, we, we would have lost if the, there wasn't a forest fire. A forest fire. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> there are definitely... I will tell you, uh, diff, general, balancing difficulty with D&D is, is always really difficult because, you know, you guys aren't usually ones to just be like, I go up and whack it. Uh, it's like, I, you know, try to lift up the entire planet and throw it at the enemy. Yeah. Kind of kind One of. One time plan. we tried that. Yeah. We're never going to live it down. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but that's okay. You know, I definitely think we did have some encounters that were either too easy or too hard. But because of that, and it's not always done super gracefully, there are things that I will do in the encounter to to try to push it one way or the other a little bit, and it doesn't always work. Um, Xanathar's Guide to Everything has that lovely challenge yeah. rating table. Yeah. It's going to come in handy. Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Uh, I haven't really looked at it yet, but I want Ooh. it to be... I know you're very excited about it. I, I love want, it. The things that you've told me about it, I really want to be a big part of the. Ian sneaking peeks, op. What? You're yeah, sneaking you're sneaking peeks. I've read all the books. You're op. That's sneaking. You it's know what's coming. D&D. You know it's what's half on the horizon. The battle is reading the books. Uh, <laughs> I know you aren't familiar with that. But <laughs> kind of going into the adventure, you know, running into the nightingales, hearing about the dragons. Uh, I really do not care what the answers to this. Like, what were what were your kind of impressions uh, about this world? What did you want to know? Did you not care? Like, what what kind of was your mindset going into the adventure? What were you, or were there like lingering things that you had in your head from from adventures? I don't think we learned about the dragons immediately. I talked about it in the first episode. I sort of set up the world. Yeah, um, it was like ancient lore. Yeah, yeah. Right, they were all gone. Right, yeah. right, right. We right. thought they were all extinct. Elder Scrolls yeah. style. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. 
So um, yeah, all we knew is that Nightingales were were storming towns and taking them over. Yep. And they were like goo, like black goo monsters, and we were like, what's up with that? Ooh, I do always hate goo. Yeah. You hate goo. Yeah, anything that's like forming out of goo and becoming a thing, I'm not into it. Okay, I do that a lot. Not both in adventures in like a, and escapades. Not into it in like a Kyle Bosman doesn't enjoy this? Yeah, like, just that. I'm afraid of that enemy. No, no, no. Just like... Do like, you think Ben is doing a bad job anytime he introduces goo? Is that what you're saying? Like James Cameron as well. Like it's just like it's it's across the board. Ah. James Cam- When does James Cameron use goo? In T2. Uh, it's not goo. Uh, that's it's metal. Liquid that's a metal. metallic alloy. Right. Yeah. Calm down, nerds. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> you know, Kyle, because of that, I think I will definitely we try to, as someone who definitely overuses goo, I will try to lay off of the goo <laughs> in season I two. I love goo. We, I had, love we goo. have goo fans, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We, I, as long as it's not goo Swenson. No, but now, but, but now, you know, then that's the thing. Things are getting revealed during this episode. Now, yeah. now if I use goo, it's like, what does Kyle think of this? Kyle's checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you but know? you'll get in his head. Mental damage. Yeah, mental damage. So if you want to throw a wrench in him. Right. Yeah. But that's like checkout damage, too. <laughs> that yeah. is. No, you want, to, you want to be as gay as possible. Brad, uh, you were you were new to Dungeons & Dragons, really. Uh, so what did, you, what did you think going into the adventure? I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I was like, how do I attack? When can I speak to attack? When can I do something <laughs> kind of action thing? I mean, we still, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing most of the time. Yeah, but uh, super really overwhelmed. Super <laughs> overwhelmed. Great. You know, I have to say for you, Brad, specifically, uh, there were definitely still some times where you know we we would repeat things or, or go over the rules again. But there were definitely, especially later on in the campaign, you were like, "Oh no, I'm going to do this thing that I have." And I I, mm-hmm. I think as time went on, you made more of a considered effort. Well, because to it came to a point where we wouldn't do anything. We would just do really stupid stuff and never move the plot along ever. Right. So I was like, let's 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 do a story. Yeah. Like, how many episodes were we trying to talk to the Baron? Right. Kyle I'm trying to be trying. a street wizard. All I'm the time. always trying to go forward. Like that's fine. A lot of times, like I like doing that stuff a lot, but sometimes I'm like, eh, just move it along. Let's move it along. The law trying to speak to the Baron. The Baron. Arc. But I feel like the Baron could have advanced the plot further. If we had stayed with You'd the Baron. You've spoken to him like three times. If we though. had changed the Baron's mind, if we had stayed, if we had proven our case, so you're if we had stopped that giant law, invasion. You, you do not regret Law's actions at all. Absolutely not. This is no what regrets. I love about D&D. No regrets. Different human beings and different characters yeah. will just do things that are insane. Yeah. And they have their own logic, and that's let's, the beauty let's have, of dealing with other people. Let's have uh, let's story together. Well, let's have the DM <laughs> say, "Let's let's have the DM be the tiebreaker." You're okay. looking for vindication. Well, yeah. What would have happened? Well, I'm just gonna say this. Ben gave us many hints and made it seem pretty clear when it's time to move on with stuff. Ben basically yeah, said, right. don't talk to the Baron. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You want to know what would have happened if you would have talked to the Baron? Yeah. Because uh, c- really, the, the setup in Heavensburg, what I what I had in mind, it always, I swear to God, it always starts a lot more simple than it ends up being. Like, it ends up getting way too complicated <laughs> yes. because, like, what ends up happening, and this is totally fine, and it's like part, I think, why we've had so many mo- good moments because you guys do this, but it makes it infinitely more complicated, is it's like, all right, guys, here's the place you're going to, here's the setup for it, here's the objective, and then you're like, all right, we're going to just put that to the side, and we're going to do something totally different, but within the context of this place. So I have to kind of apply the rules of that place to something totally new, and what my thought process was with the Baron is that the Baron was this guy who was literally engaged in war. And he was really kind of stubborn, but the reason that he was stubborn was because he was looking out for his people and, and he wanted And we help were gonna help. Right. Yes. Right. right. And exactly. So really that that part of the story. So the idea initially for for Table of Escapades in the story is that you know, you were sent to do this mission from Virian and that, you know, it would kind of start out where you'd be funneled through these caves and it'd be like a little a little linear at first, but then when you got to Heathensburg, it would open up and uh, you would kind of get involved in the broader conflict. You would get involved in the war. Um, but that didn't happen. Yeah, like that was the intent, Hubert, but it didn't work out. It would so, have if we had stuck together. No. If he didn't kill Moof. I mean, if he didn't bit, slit some a, guy's throat. That's true. So don't even pin it all on me. I'm not pinning it all on you. <laughs> you but I like the chaos sometimes. <laughs> You yeah. let move fall. You let move fall. We're all guilty. That was of the dumb domino stuff. effect of chaos. <laughs> that was the origin. I mean, but that I mean, was. That's thing, when I feel like it really fell apart. The thing with law but it was, was fun. That's so funny about it is like you literally had like four chances where people are like, 
if you don't leave now, you will die. Mm-hmm. And then you still were just like, I want to talk to the Baron. Yeah, yeah Ben, actually, I got... The Baron I, himself was like, I don't want to talk to you. Win. Please leave. <laughs> I, got yeah. some, I got some lingering Heavensburg questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will do my best. There was a note by the, the murdered notes. eye patch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Written by Therese. What, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have trusted me? Yeah. Therese? Yeah. Who wrote that From note? From Therese? So, I... Th- what I think what I was intending to do with the note is that that was a plant from the Nightingales that they were trying to break uh, the group up. Split us up. Split you guys up. In fact, do you guys remember uh, the wizard that you encountered, the one that yeah. you, you got the staff from? I Green Cloak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doubting myself even saying this, but I believe like he was supposed to have a better, more integrated role than he did. Kind he of showed a, up at the cat races. Yeah, he did show up at the cat races, oh, uh, yeah. but he was supposed to basically be a, an, an agent of... Wasn't it uh, him in that Viren. crazy woods with all the little white like goo guys? Yeah, but I think killed? Moof like, murdered him. Yeah, move like yeah. Pomper flipped him over and the like, soup lights. Yeah, yeah the, the thing the thing about Virian <laughs> strength check is is I was kind of <laughs> kind of thinking about Virian and then like init- eventually putting him kind of into the dragon lord role. It wasn't always going to be that way. Like at the start, at the at the onset of the adventure, Virian was was actually a good guy. But I kind of thought about the idea of somebody you know doing this rebellion like getting everybody together like oh that's a perfect opportunity for somebody who can do that who is evil to like basically get everybody in the right place sending the right message basically kind of using deception as the ultimate tool so they were able to get info on us because we were hired by virian right but the, the the timeline with it like the virian being the dragon lord was not done until like the final arc of the story my favorite thing about that is the nightingales were trying to split us up and then i I imagine them like their spies watching us and they're just like oh they're just gonna tear themselves apart yeah they're they're just gonna do it for us (laughs) yeah we showed them (laughs) hold on i want to go back to the note real quick because i was saying like oh you know it might have been the nightingales it might have been the 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 wizard there were definitely a lot of times in tabletop escapades where it was like okay i want to introduce something and i don't quite have it tied up yet and I think the note was one of those cases where it's like oh I love the idea of like Teresa's backstory was so good to me mm-hmm. uh, where uh, you know there you have this this sort of otherworldly presence kind of messing uh, with her mind you know just the, that mental instability that's that's fun to mess around with and I liked the the statue as well I liked the the curse and so there were a lot of moments where I'm like okay I kind of want to play around with this but I don't really know what like the final answer is gonna be maybe the players will do something uh, that will uh, kind of tie that up together. Yeah. So, sorry. Next other merge question. What happened to Pomper's? Sorry, Law's roommate, jailmate, uh, Tyrell. 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 Yeah. I said too. Yeah. I have no idea. That Ooh, did, that story did cool. not. Uh, Could we meet Tyrell in season two? Yeah. Um, he lives on in okay. the tabletop Tyrell, universe. So, like, I have a definitely personal ranking of like NPCs that I thought went really well and then like NPCs that people really like Uh, and Tyrell is just somebody that like I think is a cool character that wasn't given proper justification and so maybe he'd be fun to bring back and and introduce but like characters that I really thought had a story to them uh, or like are ripe for potential like Janine is is somebody that I think Skull. like there's there's definitely a story there Skull, Skull. is somebody I really the like Huntress. Big old vulture, the Huntress yeah, yeah. Th- th- there are some things I'm disappointed about with the Huntress but like I think there there was potential with the Huntress uh, Old Benjamin be, was my favorite but, Old Benjamin great. the Huntress yeah. is like she's like after the Empire has fallen like still pissed I in Versio yeah yeah like. Uh, <laughs> The the, the the ideas that I was toying around with for the mountain are are a side that I wanted to do more in the story. Um, and that's something I actually wanted to talk about the story. I was just kind of enamored with this idea of you guys going to places that were affected by this war differently, um, that were essentially like having different responses to what was going on. Either they were like, no, let's band together and let's help, or like, no, let's dig our heels in and, and shut out the outside world. I, w- I think I could have done a much better job, and I wish I would have done a much better job of, of sort of handling this broad war. And the mountain was like kind of a different side of that too. Um, but... What I've learned is it's really hard, I think, to paint a broad, both a broad story and an immediate story. And what I found for our group is that the immediate story was like, 
always more fun, always more interesting, and always more engaging for you guys. And so I think that's definitely going to be a focus uh, next time where there will definitely be a big picture story, but it's going to be a lot more focused about what are you guys experiencing right now? Why does it matter right now? I think um, I think that having the big picture story is really good, mm-hmm. and I really always had a feeling like <clears throat> our characters were existing in this bigger world that felt thought out and mm-hmm. had had the meat on its bones, and our characters just weren't interested, right? Which I think is great. Like, yeah, I think that it really the way you were doing it made the world feel very real, and I really right. appreciate all the thought you put into it. Right, yeah. Well, the the thing is, is like, you know, you just learn how people respond to things. And uh, who I paired whom up with mattered a lot, too. Like, uh, Kyle's characters, you know, they were, they were lone wolves. They had really deep-seated personal stories. And, like, they, they kind of cared about their own personal objectives above all else. And I think, like, my favorite moments with Yogala were the ones in Calvide where we kind of played into this idea of Yogala's uh, narcissistic nature for, for magic. <laughs> and, like, the, the doing the, the conversations with the guards. Like, I really enjoyed that because it played into uh, Yogala's storytelling. I think the times where I, like, try to get Yogala to force, force Yogala into, like, hey, you know, what about the nightingales? What about Moof? What about all this stuff? Um, I think it was a little bit too forced, but like the purple crystal, like that was really fun to introduce. <laughs> and that was like, there were so many things that were planted because it was like, yeah, like this is going to work. The purple crystal was like, this preys on, you know, Yogala's tendencies. And something I learned with Popper, for instance, is like, it took me way longer than it should have to be like, no, he's going to fall in love with everybody. He's going to try to incorpor- incorporate everybody. Um, and so that really put me on my back foot where it's like, oh, okay, these these characters have more narrative significance than maybe I was in- intending. Uh, I think Disgraced is like a good yeah. example of that yeah. as well. But I actually ended up kind of liking um, what happened with Disgraced. And I think what it is with Disgraced is... Sometimes you can overthink things, and it was kind of nice being like, no, Disgrace just loves you above all else. <laughs> like, whatever he does, he does it because he thinks it's going to make your opinion of him more favorable. And it was a really simple kind of character, but I think that simplicity uh, made it work, I guess. Um, um, I have a question. Yeah. So one of my favorite parts of the story was real early on was... <laughs> Law's backstory with Emperor Dread <laughs> and Prince Ragnar. Did you ever have plans to incorporate any of that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, the thing with the thing with Emperor Dread is I obviously I loved <laughs> Emperor Dread. Uh, I wanted my goal was my goal was to incorporate. Uh, Gotta read that book. Everyone's backstory into the thing, and I think we had a little bit of that here and there. We mm-hmm. did a pretty good job of that. Uh, Therese, I think, with, like, kind of the statue and stuff. Like, that that could have been handled better, but we had a little bit of it. Yogala and the cat races and ZZ, I think we had some of that. Um, with Fame and the Princess of Peace. Uh, Nicator and the Black Rose. Um, but Law and Popper, I think the reason why... Like, I always wanted to incorporate Popper's parents, uh, Emperor Dread, Pepe in a meaningful way. I think the reason why it was harder with Huber's characters is because Huber was the one that ended up getting the most involved with the main story. Mm-hmm. And so... Main character. Uh, because it was like, you know, I am going to insert all the green dragons into myself. Uh, <laughs> like, there felt like there was always enough going on there. Um but yeah, no, I think I think the best D and D stories are the ones that are the most personal to the players. And Huber definitely gave me a lot to work with that I didn't use. Huber, so. while you were gone, I got to play Adventures of Pepe. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's yeah. Pepe, yeah. dude. Yeah, they're Why pretty they, great. You're telling me this now? Yeah, yeah. I gotta watch this. Gotta yeah, watch it's cool. <laughs> the two standalone ones. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Uh, what were I guess either your favorite kind of arcs, parts of the story, character moments, whatever it was, just just Times where you were enjoying tabletop escapades the most? Uh, the first things that come to my mind, I really liked kind of, it was early where um, Yogala and Therese were alone together in that like dungeon and we found those bodies and Mini burned dungeon. them up. And that, yeah, and that's yeah. where we found Moof and all that. Like that was a really cool little buddy comedy where these two people who like probably wouldn't get along really. It was like puzzle solving room by room. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this one, I got to use my magic hand to open that thing and right. then like burning people. And things yeah. Like oh, yeah. Were we cool. like resting or something? You're yeah, you yeah. 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 And <laughs> so then I, bolt. I really liked the fun thing with Therese is I really like how the backstory informs 
the mental state, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, seeing the mind flayer in that town yeah. and Therese going crazy. Yeah. Um, I really like stuff like that. I mean, I'm hoping season two, it seems like things might head in that direction, too, because there's the tease of the father, who is probably my patron, like, not being there and, like, this robed figure, like, who knows? But, uh, yeah, moments like that are really fun. The eye patch was good. Yeah, eye patch is Heavensburg really was funny. Like, Heavensburg was throat, nuts. Like, yeah. Kuo going missing. I loved Huber taking stuff into the church all the time, trying to get it healed. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it healed. <laughs> that was yeah. so fun. Because like, it got worse every time. Every yeah. time. That was just law, re- right? Oh, yeah, yeah, law. That yeah. was it, yeah. Heal us up. <laughs> and the first time they were like polite with you. Yeah. I think I think I kicked the door open the first time. I, yeah. And we were very I was and very antagonistic. I did a, I did about a persuasion it. check. I was like, it's the wind. Yeah, it was the wind. It's the wind. I that think, was it. Yeah. I think the reason part of the reason Heathensburg was so much fun and definitely a learning point for the future is I don't think there was a more dramatic arc. And any of these, any of the arcs, than than Heathensburg, because really, truly, Heathensburg was just a town. There was nothing else to it. I mean, it was going, it was undergoing war, so there's that point of stress. But like, with both tabletop adventures and with tabletop escapades, I can just put you guys in a normal spot with nothing going on. There doesn't have to be like a broader mystery or some gimmick, and. You will slit a dude's throat in the alley. You will launch yourself out of a catapult. That um, was my favorite moment, was the catapult. You like Never the catapult? in my entire life have I wanted to succeed on a roll than the catapult. Oh, you just died. I needed that yeah, roll. I want, but, like, I died, too, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was splattered yeah, that on was a cool. catapult. Just like, yeah. So, oh love God. the catapult. It's funny because, like, uh, Law's death prompted definitely some strong negativity, but I don't think it... Really, that negativity to me read like, no, we just really love law. Mm. But thinking about that moment, like, I kind of loved the battle that you were in. Love that. You know, Clinton I loved line. the process. Yeah. Oh, uh, so like, I don't know how many times you yeah. said that. When you I, also, <laughs> I also loved that, like, your party was abandoning you yeah, and you were like, by bye. yourself. Holding they had out. had enough. I love enough the, of the I Baron. I love our characters, like, for that reason, though, because we're like, they will just do... Yeah, what they're gonna do, and yeah, like they they gave Law mm-hmm. three shots, like, and they were just two, like three too many shots. And we we're just like, all right, <laughs> see ya. Uh, yeah, like you, if they had stayed, do you, we may have won, but maybe not. We maybe. all could have just wiped there. No, we would have not. We would have not won that. So was, I don't think we. we it was an army. Leaving, but huge I think orcs with with uh, magic casters on their backs. You know, it just wasn't yeah. gonna happen. Though it was another good learning moment because. You know, it, it was a it, it was pretty early on in the story, and it was like a show of force. Like you guys hadn't really seen that kind of capability from the Nightingales before, and th- that was that was sort of the point where it was like, hey, these guys are, are a big deal. Not that it's going to be impossible for you to win, but they have a lot of things that you just don't. And you know, you're still pretty early on adventurers, and you were like, I'm still going to fight him. You know, I'm still gonna still gonna do that last stand, uh, Kyle. Were there any moments that really registered for you or that you enjoyed? Yeah, uh, I got a couple, so I'll go through them. Well, the first one, I just like, uh, there was a moment where Yogala and Nicator really cared about gold on mm-hmm. the island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we kind of became like really good friends for gold some buddies. reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we needed gold boys and things like that. And so I liked that part. Uh, I also really like it's this moment after the island. We wake up just in a, in a field and we go to this town. And the town is so effed up. Yeah. And then Vegeta oh, yeah. and Nappa show up and they behead a baby dragonborn. Yep. And, and Popper's like, no. Yeah, Popper has to watch a little baby dragonborn get its head chopped off. And then we run into the woods and you're like, there's a crying baby. And we ignore yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like, it was nah. just yep. like, you put us through this intense ringer and there's like, right. I'm not doing a that thing. That was when right? we yeah. tried to break in to get the loot yeah. or whatever. Yeah. We fought the big fat guy. And yeah. my bird kept like, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that little story of the town isn't one that that gets as remembered as much but that was definitely one of my favorite moments as well the island mind flare was too yeah the Mm -hmm. the uh the the island is actually my least favorite um and the the reason the reason why i want to bring those up is because they're two they're definitely like things that i like to incorporate time and time again um and they've been done to varying degrees of success but i really like i really like alice in wonderland storytelling i like things to be 
abstract. I like things to be mysterious. And so it's, you know, sometimes I think it's it's most fun when you're just presented something crazy and then with the D&D rule set, you have to figure out how you deal with this. But what I definitely learned from the island is like, you can go too far with that. Like if you think about that, it's like, okay, we have this ziggurat, it's got all the symbols on it and then you have these things and, you know, it's three different colors and then there's this void and there's this dude in the, the brown robe. It just felt like it was too many layers deep. Uh, whereas like the town, it's like, no, here's this really small place. This is what you have to interact with. This is what they're doing. Here's what's going on. You know, a relatively, uh, simple story. And I think, you know, the one-offs kind of were able to do that as well. And so I think going forward, I want it to have more of the focus of that little town and, and less of the too many layers of the the island. For me, I think the difference, and maybe I think what you're saying too, is like, when weird thing, when super super weird things happen, but are still grounded in reality, right? Like in that town, like portals and wicked men, right? Our characters and everything can still stay grounded in it and and feel connected to it, right? But stuff like <laughs> the island where like everything is batshit, right? Like bonkers, yeah. It, it gets a little less. And right. then that's not to say there weren't amazing moments like Gold Boy and all that was there right. and like fighting the weird goo guys and stuff. But, but yeah, really, I think, I think part of it. I think the island. The good moments in the island are all the narratives that you guys developed. Like I think of the gold boy, um, I, the reality and, that we created, right? Once with we'd the, accepted where we were, right? Yeah. Right, definitely. Um, how about you, Nikita? Were there were the big things? Like, I just have to say, like you coming to me with the black rose and developing together was probably like most satisfying moment of the the entire adventure. Hmm. That was really fun, I think. Fair moments. I did. I really liked Gold Boy. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> just being ridiculous oh, in yeah, that you sense. Guys cl- kept claiming I was in love with. Right. You yeah. Yeah. Like, that, was, right. that was so fun. That was so fun. That was my favorite. You kept was... acting interested in him because you wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. Well, you wanted right. to pass because you had the idol, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Even Pomper got in on it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it was so like, funny. Nice to read. Like some of my favorite moments are the moments that like made me panic the most. Like when Kyle just pushed or like didn't catch a move starting like slight chain reactions <sighs> it would have hurt me it would have hurt me to catch oh, oh i know yeah hurt but, you, I, I, but it, not like it was like the worst thing you could have done but you did it and it just set off like you were like lighting a fuse right yeah, there and it, it was, was starting a chain reaction yeah. Yeah. all right all like hubert right. always does really stuff that does it but i i really love that chaos sometimes mm-hmm. so i mean every time Every time we just do something really stupid and weird, it's always amusing to me. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of, as time has gone on, I was always kind of got the impression that, like, Yogala really believed that with the whole move situation, that he was in the right. Yeah, and I think that, Kyle believes that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that like, and that like, what he did didn't warrant what happened afterward. But I think that is the beauty of D and D is when when things just right, spiral out right. of control, uh, as well. I so. I love like every yeah every time things just went out of our control like after that yeah that did kind of because after that I slit the guy's throat I hid as like mm-hmm. a fisherman like illusion yeah, yeah, for like a yeah. like You're a with month me. <laughs> like it was nuts and then Calvide uh, yeah that's the the money place right the money place where yeah. we like burned down a pirate ship broke all the laws. And wound up like getting the entire town. When we killed. slammed the ship into the docks, we just like could not park the boat because we killed everyone, or like we scared all the yeah. sailors off the boat. I don't think it was our fault the town burned though. That was like that, we was, were, that was them things, just attacking. I think. Yeah, we, we wrecked the arena, the cat racing arena, because like my you got thing caught. backfired. I got yeah. caught, and then yeah. that backfired. But then yeah, I think the town got attacked. Move came back to life. We had to my, burn. That's my fair point is when Cuba brought Moof back to life and he was just hideous, gross creature with like a big hole in his head. We kept yeah. him around for a little bit. And well, then he was like a British man. Yeah, he came yeah. back as like some other dude. Yeah, and he oh, was I'm like, Pomper, it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> or the, um, the moment where we tried to train Moof a little to fight. I think that yeah, was Yeah, I really oh, like that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I gave him my sword and he just dropped it through the floor. Yeah. But I think he leveled up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got uh, and you landed on him. That was awesome oh, too. Yeah, I, oh, that that almost yeah. came, that, I think that like took him out. We Cuba, I just like everything you do, because yeah. <laughs> no one else could do that except you. No one else would do stuff like that. He was super Yeah, uh, I like it more than Hogger because Hogger was like so mean and cruel. Yeah, right. 
and like more self-centered like pomper at least thinks he's like doing it doing the the right, he's trying to do the right thing well, and trying yeah, to like Hodder, save people yeah Hodder just wanted to fight pomper yeah. wants to do right yeah I, his I, perception of that is not <laughs> not always complete i yeah. i say this as a point of praise not as a criticism something that i love about pomper is that he's naive is that he's young and that he doesn't understand the world and so he genuinely wants to do good for other people to the point where it may not be the best decision or 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 even reasonable but he's still following that fundamental belief system and while i enjoyed enjoyed hogger you know i i think hogger was not didn't have as many things going on with him where hogger was just like I want to do this because it's violent or because it's brash. <laughs> right. There really wasn't that that kind of reason yeah. underpinning I, it. When we all the moment at the very end of the season when we all collectively remembered that Pomper was 15 years old <laughs> and we were all like, "Oh right." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like, yeah. forgot. Love that. Um, um sorry, sorry, go ahead. I just want to I have a question for Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, I like there's a part in the story where Yogala just became way more about himself just super focused on himself. I think it was when you get the purple crystal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just kind of started getting more distant and power hungry. Yeah. I thought that was a really fun, weird twist <laughs> in it. Like you were just leaving us riding around on your pony, getting the, the dragon killed. Yeah. Ultimately just killing yourself. Well, I didn't know that. What is her? I forget her name. Mipsy or something. Which Daisy? one? Daisy? There was the a dragon. dragon who chased yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, or Betsy? One Betsy. of my Betsy. one of my favorite uh, things about Kyle as a player, and I definitely got it during tabletop escapades even more than I did with tabletop adventures. Is there's definitely a moment where, like, when Hubert makes a brash decision, is like, no, I just I believe in this. And with Kyle, he's like, I know this is going to end terribly for me, <laughs> but I've really thought about it, and this is the only way it can happen. And just sort of that, like refusing to kind of optimize it in his favor or, or play around it, like really just committing to the tragedy of the whole situation, I think is really good. Like, like you knew when those guys kidnapped, kidnapped you and like the crystal was presented as an option that yeah. you were going to dive in. You like, I I was gonna jump. <laughs> right, right. Right. I also um, love that Therese tries to keep everyone on track. You know, it. when things get out of hand and we start deviating so hard, like oh the yeah. anchor Therese. Yeah, well, I mean that that I think is the fun the the great thing about D and D with us so far that I've seen characters that we've played is that they're just like super heightened reflections of like the alignments that we pretty much are mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> like true neutral or chaotic neutral when she's crazy. You're just chaotic good in yeah. real life. Yeah. And I don't know if you could play something other <laughs> yeah. than that. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Neutral evil, Bossman? Sure, uh, yeah. Neutral? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's evil. His characters are evil, though. No, I don't think it's Yogala evil. Yogala was evil. Yogala was evil. Fame was evil. Well, fame is a princess of peace. Now fame is lawful good. <laughs> fame is a princess of Yogalo, peace. Yogalo would sacrifice an entire town if yeah. it made him stronger. He is evil. Yeah, it got no, so straight no, up. I felt like have. it was yes. getting to a point with that at the yeah, end. Yeah, we no. were there. Like, we were, were at that really point. power hungry. He wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't like no. intentionally kill them, I think, but he would certainly not have. But if it was yeah. like a choice of <laughs> yeah. like, all right, you can leave... As is, or if you sacrifice this entire town, you can get this really powerful magic. You would have gone for the magic. Hands down. But he never read like, the scroll. He never did it. <laughs> right. That's true. Oh, you wanted to become a red dragon at the end. Uh, Fame wanted to become a red oh, dragon. Oh, right. So she uh, could kill her dad. Right. <laughs> there, there is an NPC that I, I want to briefly mention, just just because it's somebody that I've been thinking about, and I was like, oh, okay, here's why that really worked, uh, and it's the Sweets Man. Oh yeah, the and uh, man. this is again, yes. none of us trusted him forever. Right, right, and that's that's actually what I want to talk about because I think with a lot of the characters, I'm like, okay, you know, this is this is everything. Here's their whole tree of motivation and all this stuff, and it's just it's just overthinking it because what was great about the Sweets Man. Is he was so simple. He was this really disgusting man, but was actually like totally innocent, totally innocuous. Like <laughs> those sweets were not poison. Yeah. He was just a gross man <laughs> who made something that this town loved. And I think what made that work is you guys did all the doubting. You right. guys did all of the the fabrication, the puffing up of this character. Um, and that's 
something that I learned too is, you know, really just give them like an interesting template and they'll fill in, right. you know, the details. And then you can choose way. to lean into it or not. Right. I'm always, I'm <laughs> right. always in this in weird, sweet yeah, guy. Yeah. I'm always in this weird place because Pomper trusts everyone and Therese trusts no one. Well, it's but not Pomper, just you. Pomper really looks up to Therese as like right. a protector and like a party member. So right. it's, I'm always like, well, Therese thinks this, so <laughs> maybe I don't want to trust ever soon, but it's like... I it's love all, it's that. Like fun. I love that. I have fun playing with that. Well, all you guys are different, I would say, like, there's a there's a certain level of, of apathy and self-interest present in Nicator, in Yogala, and Fame, and in Therese, whereas, like, Law and Pomper are, are the exact opposite of that, and so a lot of situations you kind of have Pomper going one way, and the yeah. rest of the party going another, and so that can be very difficult. It is very difficult. Well. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like Hogger was kind of the same way because like I feel like our character when when I did Hogger, I was really mean, but the party was like pretty chill and nice. So then now this time when I made Law and Pomper, it's like okay, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna be a nice character, and right. then all you guys <laughs> are making crazy characters. Like yeah, but I think you need so. that. You know, you don't want everybody agreeing with every decision all yeah. the time. So yeah. I love D and D. Yeah, I'm excited I for season two. Love it too. Should we talk about season two at all? Like, yeah, we should talk about what season characters two. Characters are coming and going, or what? What do we want to save? What do we want to reveal? There, there are a couple of things that I want to ask, like in terms of like, hey, how can I jump into season two? Uh, the general setup for season two. No, no spoilers, but just the the kind of framework surrounding season two. Uh, and then I also want to talk about characters. So, which one oh, of those cool. do you want to tackle first? Do your thing. Okay, so really quickly, uh, I get a lot of questions or I see a lot of feedback where it's like, man, you know, Tabletop Escapades is 80 plus episodes. I, I checked out at episode 10 and it's really hard to get back in. And I think I think that's fair. Um, and I think 35 will catch you up to there. That's a recap. That's true. Uh, I think two things with that. And uh, I think with the, the second season of Tabletop Escapades, the way that I am kind of toying around with the story in my head right now is... If you watched all of season one of Tabletop Escapades, you'll be rewarded for that. There will be things that happen uh, that will really pay that off and really feel make that feel like an investment. That's my goal anyway. But at the same time, this is a new world. This is a this is not just the Dragon Lord Part Two. The dragons are gone. There are, for the most part, no more dragons in this world. That really matters. That has a huge shift. So we've kind of we've taken this place and we've just shaked it up a whole bunch. And so if you are jumping in for the first time, you should be able to watch this story and appreciate it from season two, episode one. So that's, that's my goal anyway. The other thing is, is I would like to do more frequent and substantial recap episodes at like periodic points and be like, okay, you know, we did 10 episodes, 20 episodes, whatever we decide we can reasonably do and be like, okay, what happened? Where are you, where, where are you guys feeling? You know, kind of check in a little bit more. I think that would be good. So please be understanding when those appear. Right. And not like rolling your eyes at poor Ben for not doing a new episode that week. Please right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that, thank you for saying that because, <laughs> you know, we have, we have, as if you watch the latest fan art episode, which I encourage you to do, it's just fun for, it's just fun. But like, we have people who like, honestly, I'm not trying to demean us, but like, we're just dudes that get together and play D and D and that's great. But it's really the community. that's like, you're visualizing this. You're making this make sense. You're 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 giving these characters like you're you're putting them in songs. You're doing art. Like you guys are really a huge component of that. And so I love doing fan art episodes. But there are people out there that are like, man, I just want the story to continue. Or oh man, you guys are are doing a one off or all these things. But this everything that we do. There's a group of people that, like, that's exactly what they wanted. And there's a group of people who are like, oh, man, that really wasn't wasn't what I was hoping for this week. And wherever you fall on that, I think that is totally fine. I understand. Um, but also try to be understanding of the fact, like, just because we're not covering you this week, we'll get you next week. You know, just try to... We want to try to accommodate as many of the people who have as many different interests as possible. I think there are sizable people, based on the response to the one-off, that just wished we were doing more small stories all the time. But there are also people uh, who want the big adventure as well. I do want to do more one-offs. I think those are very fun. I think those are refreshing. I think they're good for people who don't want to follow the story. I think those are like a good thing that we did at the end. Um, and so I do want to do more of those in the future. Yeah. Um, 
I kind of have more to say about the the story of the setup, but I want to talk about characters. I want to throw it back to you guys um, because Ian, hey, you love Therese. Sure do. Therese is sticking around. Yeah, not changing. Teresa come back. It seems like she might be story relevant. I don't know. Yeah. Level 15 now, baby. Level 15, the goal of hitting 20. Going to try to get to 20 without dying. Getting ever closer. Huber, my understanding, uh, even though Popper received a pretty dramatic transformation, is that you're sticking with Popper. Is that true? Absolutely. Okay. He's I love Popper. Now. <laughs> get, ready for, uh, get ready for tail training. Tail training. <laughs> tail training. You've been thinking. I'm extremely excited about tail training. Good. Like anime inspired excited. tail attacks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to like. What would I do? Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> what anime? This anime. Oh, new. <laughs> new. New anime. Yeah. New genre. I'm, I'm looking forward to Therese being like, Pomper, hide your tail. You're gonna freak out. The well, I thought town. I thought you could do some like invisible oh, thing yeah, on the yeah, tail. Yeah. To, like, I could. Yeah. Sure. No, in season two we gotta stop doing that. It's a legitimate use. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. In I can do two. a spell that just makes him look like himself without the tail. Kyle, like, that's, not, that's my one yeah. request. Somebody's gonna bump up against that tail. That's real. Kyle, right. yeah, that's real D and D. I know the rules. There is I've read them. There is one thing I want to say that I that like you just sort of have to accept. Mm-hmm. I think as a viewer of this show, you have to accept. Some things will get better. There will be highs and lows, and I think we should always be just striving to improve. But on some deep level, I also think some things will never change. And I think accepting that and rolling with it could be okay. good too. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad mentality. I'm uh, just saying the disguise itself is a, is a legitimate use of that, you think? Legitimate. I just make Pomper without a tail. Yeah, if something hits the tail, they'll hit it. Somebody's going to hit that tail. Of course they will, and that'll be amazing. Uh, this is a story yeah. right there. Hijinks, yeah. Popper in the tail. Begin yeah, yeah, yeah. I just stand with my tail. back turned to the sidewalk, and people just yeah. keep tripping. Just keep tripping. <laughs> Trip checks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Kyle, I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't know if, if you're ready to commit one way or the other, but you definitely uh, said at the end of our tabletop that you're like, hey, I'm not super attached to fame. I might do something else. Where are you at with that character? Yeah, so I'd like to spend probably all of season two just with fame the princess of peace like just doing cool stuff okay in her village but you want it to be fame yeah not yeah, a new yeah. character she's not going to do any fighting uh she's going to just going to be reading books and planting crops okay. yeah. so we're gonna, not we're gonna have two separate stories we yeah, just yeah, cut yeah. to you every so if often. you ever come visit her she won't go with you so i really think like that's probably my plans for season two <laughs> cool. so we're gonna have we're gonna have like this Royal <laughs> Princess Simulation. Stardew Valley. I gotta fess up to something. Yeah. Uh, there was somebody in the comments when we first introduced Fame. I forgot the name of her father, but it was, you know, it was like uh, Schmooglepuff. Yeah. And then somebody in the comments said, Schmooglepuff? I'm officially out of this series. And my comment in response was, uh, it's probably good you leave now because I have a lot of plans with Schmooglepuff. I yeah. heavily implement him and do all of Fame's future, like, story stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't know I was being sarcastic. I think that person may have... I think it may have lost us one fan. That's fine. Tabletop as <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> just to be clear, I'm just joking. I don't... Just joshing. I'm not going to be famed next season. No, you're not going to be famed oh. next season. No. Okay. That was all jokes. Wait, you guys not... No, 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 well, it's just I thought it's hard. he was going to be fame, but not living on a farm. Okay, sure, sure. So sure, I, sure. I half, yeah. I half thought you were joking. Half yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you don't know what you're doing. I haven't fully thought it out, but I have lots of ideas. You have lots of ideas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think? Do you think this character will be similar in personality uh, to, to Andre, uh, Yogala, or Fame, or something totally different? Something totally different. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Brad, I wanted to, to hit you up because you also expressed interest in not only changing your character, but uh, doing something that people might be familiar with. Maybe. I Maybe. have a couple ideas, yeah. Uh, okay. Nicator's going away. Nicator's going away. Oh. Uh, so we can say that for his sure. His quest is over. Original intent was to get rich. So he, he got could rich. Have his thief. Got rich. Yep. When old I've Benjamin, got all the money, baby. When old Benjamin <laughs> died, he swore vengeance for Benjamin. Vengeance, vengeance accomplished. They did. So they're all dead. It's time to settle down. Okay. And nice. Sure. I like that. Um, what's interesting win. is, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle taking a new character. Fame is in a position where, like, 
as the princess of peace, I can totally see like, okay, she's going to go here and she's going to do these things. And like, that might be somebody that you run into. You might not. I don't yeah. know. That's not a promise, but uh, maybe something to play around. So wait, PC fame would be pretty funny. Yeah. So are we playing by like old school RPG rules where they'll be lower level than us? I kind of want to be, I'll explain the character, but I kind of want to start lower level. Me too. Okay. And maybe we just really? catch up faster. That'd be with fun. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because we're gonna be learning fun. brand new characters. Old so. school yeah. RPG rules. Whoa! Like it's it's honestly it's hard getting a character with a bunch of spells and stuff you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Right. Any like any RPG, yeah. it's it's good to like grow up with it. But not like level one. Level no. one. Well, yeah. no, like a little yes. lower than us. When like, did you level, like level hey, one? Yeah. I, I'll say this. We'll what's, what's what's That's more important cool. to me is while combat ability is obviously important, I don't want whatever Kyle's character is to immediately die. I never want right. that. Yeah. No, I'll make you two carry me. Uh, I mean, but that, that is I, a concern. Yeah. Like, one enemy that could that we would fight at our level would kill you forever in one hit. Yeah. At level one. Fair I, got some, Fair I point. got some protection spells. Fair point. Even then. Who no, but it's like, if I have moves where it's like, if you're, if someone takes damage that would kill them, that instead they're at one health. Sure. So but like, okay. level one characters hey. have like seven hit points. And if you take double your max, you're yeah. dead forever. We're, we're we're routinely getting like forty hit point yeah. hits. It is something that we'll have to talk about. We'll but I, I will say this: while obviously it's important that your characters are combat capable, you're going to be fighting things. I think it's relatively unavoidable. It's way more interesting to me, and I think more interesting for the show, frankly, uh, that your character is built primarily with a role playing focus in mind and a combat focus. Seven yeah. second, not saying that you like maybe you seven. love, yeah. you know, Rangers and you want to be Rangers. That's fine, but you know, I hope there's an interesting character behind that, and you guys are always excellent at that. I just so like the context of we fought some serious shit. Absolutely. So we're higher level, you know? Absolutely. Like our yeah. characters Absolutely. were in it. And there's yeah. no way whatever yeah. new thing Brad and I, like, we've, there's but no you way guys, we've done what you've done. But you guys yeah. can unless, be experienced fighters. Is, yeah, but, like, but, but soldier. Yeah, that have fought a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's when, what and, I was thinking on like level 10 and or when level I, 12 when I comment on, like, hey, you know, that first season happened and it mattered, I think, uh, Obviously, Pomper's transformation. I mean, that's that's something that you're gonna have to down deal level. with. That's a Pomper down levels. It. And uh, you know, <laughs> Therese, there are obvious allusions going on to your backstory. They're gonna need to be yeah. dealt with as well. And it's not like you don't have the staff anymore. It's not like you right. don't have that bag anymore. Like well, these things the are going to. Pomper, but yeah, just, oh, sorry. I'll get it back. Sorry. Just pull a Metroid. Just ask. take all their stuff away. <laughs> You'll have to, Ben. We have infinite gold. Well, maybe you'll be at a point where maybe you'll be in a place where that doesn't matter. I will have New to see. Sure. We could be yeah. like royalty and still go on adventures and stuff. Um, I'm gonna buy Bulvok. Something I do want to say about the the second season that is just a goal. Uh, you never know how things are gonna work out, but the goal is. I definitely saw in the comments from you guys, and I was like frustrated with it too. Where. Uh, you know, I think we actually had arcs where it's like, okay, we're fighting a lot here and doing crazy combat stuff, and that's fun, and then, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of role-playing here, and that's good, but there wasn't really ever, at any point, a good hybridization of both, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of time for you guys to prepare or reasonably shop for weapons or have just access to services, and so my goal for Season 2 is to basically have multiple points where it's like, okay, we can push on and do the thing here, or we can go back, you know, and RP, collect information, uh, rest at the end, you know, and, and have stories planted within there that you can you can do that stuff too. But but make it a little bit more back and forth where it's like, okay, you know, you're not you're not in a mirror maze, you can't go anywhere, you're in another dimension. Yeah. Where it's a little bit more flexible where where you can reasonably travel between point A and point B and, and have access to kind of both sides of the coin, as it were. Uh, I think that would be really Excellent. important. Yeah. Tail training. Be good. So that's kind of season two talk. Obviously, there was a lot of season one that we didn't talk about, a lot of things that we didn't cover. Um, are there any th- other questions or anything else that you guys want to bring up before we close it out? Where's Move? Where's he coming back? <laughs> you the find most out popular soon character. Enough. The most popular character. Yeah, it seems like the people who care about the show the most like, are probably the biggest Move fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moof gets nothing but hatred, Kyle. And really? You, you, I know. Oh. I know you were. <laughs> yeah. People didn't like Moof? People hate no, there, really Well, there are some people that really like Moof. Yeah. And then there are people who want 
who hate Moof, who hate Moof more than they hate anything. <laughs> that hatred just Earth. makes me want to love yeah. Moof more. Right. Better look out for hey, my resurrection spell. Uh, <laughs> better look out. Do you, do you guys want to know what the deal is with Moof? No. Okay. No. All right. Gonna We're going to find out if, shortly. If Moof has a chance to come back, <laughs> don't right. say anything. I mean, there, are people, there are people screaming right I mean, now. it's not a spoiler. I learned resurrection. <laughs> but it's not true resurrection. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, I don't so. remember the difference, but there is there are two spells. I think he needs DNA spells. or something. Resurrect like a piece of his yeah. body for yeah. resurrection. The yeah. fingers. True resurrection, you can just be like, come back. And fingers. They do. Moof's um, fingers. Talking about NPCs, though. Talking about, talk about Moof. Uh, and something that I'm going to try to do moving forward. There are way too many NPCs. Uh, but I think even the good NPCs, even the NPCs that we really liked... The one, the ones that we liked so much is I feel like they were around for the appropriate amount of time, and I, th- I think that's that's important. I think, you know, because NPCs are often so tied to whatever immediate story is going on. I think it, it's good for for characters to leave and and move on. Like I think it's good that Janine left and and did her own thing. I think it's good that old Benjamin died, um, and so less NPCs and they may not be around forever, but when they are around, I want them to to matter and and have meaning and to be interesting. So Ben, I just want to say, yeah. I think you're an amazing DM. Yeah. I don't think I'm an amazing DM, but thank I think you. you're an amazing DM, and I think you're you're hard on yourself. Like, I didn't think there were too many P- NPCs, but, like, I think you do an amazing job, and I want to just thank you very much. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, man. For doing all this. Wow. It's been a great 89 episodes, 90 episodes now. A million like episodes. Yeah, 300 episodes. And you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. But before I do that, you know, I, I appreciate you guys you know, praising me, that's very nice. But, like, this show wouldn't be anything were it not for the stories of Nicator and Yagala and uh, Fame and Law and Pomper and, and Therese. Like, I... It would be very easy, I think, at so many points to this show for you guys to be frustrated, you know, whether it's the way that you took damage or even died in some instances or, like, you were pigeonholed into this certain spot you know there are definitely times where i was pushing and seven in different spots and and rather than bicker about it rather than fight rather than you know get mad at me or, or make it all about you i think what really makes this party work is you guys are willing to roll with the punches even if it doesn't make sense even if it's silly even if it's awesome you know whatever it is you guys are able to kind of Put aside your personal goo grievances and just go with it. <laughs> well, I think because uh, everyone is so committed to their characters right. that I feel like when anyone is mad, they're mad at the situation and not even thinking about you pulling the strings. It's like, yeah, no, we're right. mad because yeah, yeah. like this guy shows. Like, we got to get him. Therese or, would be yeah. mad. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, but I'm also really excited to not play D&D with you guys for a couple of weeks and <laughs> really have some time to think of... Not, not, I didn't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> what I mean about that is, is, you know, a lot of times we'd be shooting multiple episodes in a row or, like, you know, I'd be really busy that week and it's like, oh, it's time for D&D. And, you know, I feel like now I actually have some time to really think about it and uh, kind of just gather my thoughts and be ready for the second season. So I'm excited about that. Not that I don't want to play with you guys. I'm very much looking forward to, to season two and whatever that brings. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, This has been the recap. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully it was interesting. Hopefully it wasn't just too much of us patting ourselves on the back. Um, (laughs) But please, you know, we care about what you think about this show. And we deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate all of you, whether you've watched one episode or five episodes, or if you've watched all of them, that's that's amazing to us. It means a lot um, that this means something to you. So thank you very much. And we'll see you guys next month for season two. 